Alrighty, hello everyone and welcome back to the Reformed Dissenters, the show where Reformed Christians dissent against popular ideas of culture by asserting a biblical worldview. I'm Bruce Johnson, joined of course by my brother Jacob Johnson. Hello everybody. And today's episode is yet another current events Monday. Uh, we're super excited to have you joining us today. We are going to have a pretty big discussion. I uh, We're discussing some bills some strategically maneuvered uh, pieces of legislature, um, some things that have occurred, uh, potentially some political summits that happened <clears throat> over the weekend, maybe if we're lucky. And uh, we're going to wrap the whole day up <laughs> with a discussion about the gospel as strategy, the gospel as a strategy. So lots to do today, lots to get into. This is going to be a really packed episode, really hopefully very informative and interesting episode, especially if you're a Christian today who is wondering, what can I do? How can I get involved? How can I work to transform society uh, for Christ? What can we do now, today, physically? This is going to be, I think, a really good episode to inform you and get you asking the right questions, looking at the right verses, looking at the right articles, and starting to study these things for yourself. Because as we always say, this show is not to is not meant to be a we give you answers. It, in right. fact, more than anything, it's meant to be we give you questions, you find the answers. <laughs> right. This is meant to spark ideas. This is meant to give you resources. This is meant to help you be a more independent learner, to force you to study these things, to have you look into verses and you look into articles mm -hmm. and, and, and discover and study these things for yourself because that is how you really learn these things. It's how you really figure them out. Um, and it's far better than us just trying to, you know, force feed you information. So all that being said, uh, let's get into this. Before we can get into our current events today, though, we have to do what we always do, which is talk about our verse of the week, our verse this week is, yeah, once again, it's a passage. It's not a verse. Sorry. Oh, collective <laughs> sigh. Um, uh, but our passage of the week this week is Psalm 47. Jake and I were just joking about this before the pre-show. I, I didn't realize this, but apparently I like really, really, really love having Psalms as verse of the weeks. <laughs> You just like Apparently. Psalms in general. I, I, I don't do. know if it's specifically verse of the weeks, it's but like I, think, I think it's just books. Psalms. It it makes sense. I, I do have to say, I, it makes sense. It's not <laughs> like it's like completely unheard of for someone to yeah. really enjoy Psalms. First of all, yeah. how many books are there? There's over 100? 160? Oh. Yeah. Chapters, you mean? Yeah, sorry. sorry. Yeah. Chapters. Yeah. So yep. it's like it, it's one of the lar it's w the largest um, book uh -huh. In the entire Bible. So, yeah, there's yeah. a lot in there. So, why wouldn't it be your favorite? Right? <laughs> and it contains so much. There's so much in there, and it's poetic, and we sing it. I mean, I don't know about you, but, uh, but once I started like actually singing the Psalms, I started to get so much more of an appreciation for it because I was like, whoa, wait, wait, that's in there? Where is that? And I'd look up that Psalm and I'd read it, and I'm like, whoa, that was so cool. I want to read more of these. Um, so, anyways, Psalm 47, verses 6 through eight. So three verses. This passage says, sing praises to God, sing praises, sing praises to our King, sing praises for God is the King of all the earth. Sing praises with a Psalm. God reigns over the nations. God sits on his holy throne. And again, that's Psalm 47, six through eight. So to not an untrained eye, but to an eye 
of someone who does not particularly hasn't read a lot of psalms who isn't really into them who isn't you know singing them actively this can seem really redundant it can seem like okay this is vague but there's so much here and you have to remember so many of these were meant to be sung right so imagine singing this sing praises to god sing praises that's like a there's a chorus sing praises to our king sing praises there's a repeated um mm -hmm. a re repeated repeated lyrical melody right um then god is king of all the earth think about that think about what that melody would sound like god is king of all the earth sing praises with a psalm again repeating what we had earlier sing praises sing praises with a psalm god reigns over the nations god sits on his holy throne ends that phrase that section right the book of psalms is just it's beautiful because it's poetic. Um, the, the writers, the psalmists, there were a couple of them, took liberties with words and painted these pictures and interweaved things to fit. And I'm sitting here as a musician really wishing I could have heard them actually sung. <laughs> mm -hmm. Because I just imagine what that... But now we get it, to write songs for these, which that's is... something very... So cool. Interesting. Uh, because... You know, it, this, I'm thinking of poetry, thinking of song, song singing and all of these things and how the Bible kind of, kind of set the tone for the world on how mm. to do it. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. I took a, I took a grammar course and it was a grammar and writing course. So we were working through different types of poetry and we were working on, uh, parts of speech or, or, mm. um, like, uh, metaphors and stuff. So like all oh, of nice. those similes um, and yeah, metaphor, like that, simile, yeah. anaphora, all those. Mm -hmm. And the, our assignment was, is to show a book that had, had one of those, um, in it or whatever we were currently working on, whether it be anaphora or whatever, but then also find, find one of those in the book, then find it in the Bible because <laughs> so many That's times cool. or, or all of these all of these different parts of speech that we have are used throughout the Bible. Yeah. And you don't think of this book as being something that was written all the way back during the Roman times. They, the Bible already had all of these parts of speech way before we even figured out that they were parts of speech before yeah. we even yeah. were like, Oh, these are a thing, you know? <laughs> so in a sense, yep. like our standard comes directly from the Bible, even even in a literature sense, even in that um, that type of writing sense, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Man, that's fascinating to hear about. So, as a recap, um, the, the thing to pick up on that I kind of wanted to pull out of this, uh, which I'm going to address later on in my theological wrap-up, is sing praises to our king, sing praises, for God is the king of all the earth. Sing praises with a psalm that we're going to expound on that a little bit more today. We've expounded on it a lot in the past, but I honestly, that's not something that you can overdo, <laughs> right? It's not a, a, a fact that you can overstate. And mm -hmm. so we'll be harping on that a little bit more at the end of today's episode. But with all that in mind, everything we, we know from that psalm, let's get into our current events and discuss current events from a biblical perspective. Take it away, Jake. So this episode kind of comes out of uh, not uh, 
not desperation, but I what? didn't know what else to cover. And I understand Bruce, Bruce was telling me is like, why didn't you cover the, the summit that was going on with all the, uh, the Republican candidates. And I was like, right. I don't know. I kind of feel like everybody else is covering that, but he was saying that I guess not a lot of other people were covering that. So it's not super well known. And I think if you're not a blaze TV subscriber, you're missing out because mm -hmm. there's so mm -hmm. much there. You should really check out blaze TV and check out the summit that just happened this pre this past weekend. So. Yeah. Yeah. So today is going to be in a sense, a bizarre episode because I'm not talking about something well known, or at least it's more well known than I first thought it was because Bruce was just telling me that it was quite well known and that uh, people know about this. So <laughs> today I want to go over multiple bills that have passed or at least two. And actually it's just one bill the other one is an executive order. Uh, so some good, some bad. Uh, oh boy. Bad being the executive order. But um, <laughs> this week fingers? has... Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, this week <laughs> has been relatively uneventful, aside from what is occurring on in Idaho. Sorry, not Idaho. Iowa. There we go. All these no, I, I states. State. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, occurring Ida I Iowa, I almost did it again. Iowa with the <laughs> Family Leadership Summit, um, where most of the presidential candidates running on the Republican ticket are being interviewed. Um, the only one that isn't is uh, Trump because he says he's going to win no matter what. So he does not need to be a part of these things. <laughs> so you know, I just wish, I just wish he would actually <sighs> lose the election because of that. I, I don't know. There's just something in me that's just like. <laughs> yeah, they, I just hope you lose now. <laughs> but um, yes, but being so cocky, you know, it's just like those yeah, types of people that you're just like, right. I want you to, I want you to feel the consequences. Right. But you um, might do the right things, maybe. It's a fifty-fifty yeah. shot. But with that attitude, dude, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but while everyone is focused on that, I want to bring up something I thought was not so widely known. Uh. Or maybe it is known, and I'm just saying that it has, that it. I'm just saying something that has been already discussed by a bunch of other people. Uh, so I'm saying something that you've probably heard, but, or not. I don't <laughs> know. Not Hopefully from the reformed dissenters. Time. You haven't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you know. But however, let's continue by talking about a few bills, and again, like I said before, in an executive order, uh, that have passed recently let's start with some good news and talk about what has happened in the house the house just passed a bill that and i quote this is from the news article uh that i was reading and it says inc uh that includes gop-led amendments to restrict abortion coverage and transgender procedures and eliminate diversity initiatives at the pentagon sweet lot, all of that a lot in going one on. bill yeah that's awesome so it would seem on all of the woke levels, uh, the Republican Party is trying to combat them on every single one of those. Uh, they just ran down the list of all the woke, <laughs> the woke ideologies, and they just hit them all right there. Better late um, than never, question mark? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're fighting <laughs> abortion, transgenderism, social justice, inclusion, BLM nonsense. Yeah. They're fighting them all. I, I don't know yeah. what else. Oh, environmental. They didn't get that one. Darn. They didn't get Next that week. one. And Ukraine. Ugh. They didn't get that one no. either. But I talked about that last week, so. 
Yeah. Um, but some specifics in the way of the abortion bill, because you're probably wondering, wait, wasn't abortion already taken care of on a federal level? Why are they now right. doing more bills about abortion? Yeah. Um, but this one is, so before, before Roe was, no, sorry, when Roe was overturned, right after, the government put in place another bill or executive order or action. I think it was the um, uh, DOD, the Department of Defense, which is odd because why would they do anything on abortion? But I think it was the <laughs> DOD is what I'm talking about. Uh, but... And They're all just one big amalgamation now, anyways. Right, right. It's just the alphabet, alphabet soup of... Um, yep. You have the alphabet soup of news. Now you have yep. the alphabet soup of uh, government organizations. It's like, with the facade of them being compartmentalized and separation mm -hmm. of powers and like all that constitutional stuff that should be good, it's like... It's a joke. Like, we know they're not separate. Like, they're all yeah. working together. Like, we know this. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, they, they put through something, something, I'm just going to call it something now, uh, oh <laughs> where the, where government employees were given reimbursement if they traveled to a state which allowed abortion to have an abortion. Yeah. So what to break this down, if a government employee wanted to have an abortion, needed, wanted an abortion, I'm not, I was going to say needed, but wanted an abortion. Yet they lived in a state which had abortion bans. They would be reimbursed. Wow. If they went to another state that didn't have those restrictions on abortion, they would they would get completely reimbursed. Wow. So so you know that person can now travel to a state which allows abortion, so they could kill their innocent child, right? Mm. So you know, just allowing all the stuff. Um, yeah. But, however, this bill repealed that. Wow. So That's awesome. Man. That was some great news. Really yeah. good news. The only issue. The only issue. It's all good. It's all good. But that has only passed the House. Great. And there That's are lovely. no guarantees that it's going to pass the Senate. Lovely. Lovely. You, so you I say all of that just to dash our hopes and dreams. Right, right. I say all of that with no guarantee that this is actually going to happen. It's just, it's just a pipe dream, you know, <sighs> wow. that went through. But I did so, want so to, to say, to this day, they're still funding baby murder from a federal level to that degree, like for for government employees. Wow, that's yeah. crazy, man. Yeah, and we wonder um, why we're a nation under judgment. Yeah, yeah, right. Mm. I don't think that was a question for our listeners. Well, no. maybe it might be. I don't know. But maybe our listeners Let's got know. asked that question. <laughs> what do you mean we're a nation yeah. under judgment? Here's a good example of why. Like yeah. <laughs> Yep. Yep. So it's it's great. It's really great. But the, something that's even better is the strategy that was used. I think Bruce is going to be covering this oh, more. But I did want did to there. bring up yeah, I did want to bring up how they did this, how they were able to get this through the House, which they, they own a majority. They have a majority in the House. So there was there was not a lot of um, question as to whether it would pass in the House or not. But they did uh, they did this strategy where the first bill what came out was completely different than what this is now. 
when it passed the house, it looked completely different than when mm-hmm. it did when it started. So they 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 included all these little things all at the end, so that when it passed, it would be like, oh, oh, that that just got through. Yeah, <laughs> hey, you see what you just did. <laughs> and all of all of the Democrats were outraged, outraged <laughs> by that. Uh, that they did I, that, I, even I though they I do it take, every single day. I don't take particular joy in that, but you know, <laughs> it's a little yeah. bit. Of... <laughs> but I, I do have to move on because I know Bruce has a long-winded thing. So, but on a not so happy note, Biden has oh, pushed no. through an executive order that would forgive thirty-nine billion dollars for student debt. So. <sighs> See, I read that, and my first thought was, "How can you do that?" Because didn't didn't the whole uh, uh, Supreme Court ruling that went out two weeks ago we covered on the mm-hmm. show didn't that prevent that from happening? Like, uh, what, what's, uh, what's I, the deal? When I looked it up, and I didn't do a whole lot of research on this one specifically, I thought I would just mention it briefly so y'all can do your do your research with that one. But so I we just did this typed, on purpose. This was on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just typed into my search engine search bar. Right. I, I typed in, uh, what was it? Biden debt forgiveness executive order thing. Yeah. And I did that. All that came up was liberal news media. Oof. Yikes. Articles. So I don't have any good things on this subject and obviously they're not going to bring up the the liberal news media aren't going to bring up the fact that the uh that the uh supreme court yeah. out overruled this or that yeah. or that they they wouldn't allow this to happen weird so so i Absolutely. i'm not sure on that fact so if y'all want to figure it out be my guest, let us know. please. Yeah, let us know that. That that would be great. Drop some stuff in the comments. Send us an email, trdshow at protonmail.com if you have other articles or information you want to share on that. So Yeah. But $39 billion. You know where that money's coming from. Uh-huh. Yeah. Man, it, it was nice getting a paycheck this week. <clears throat> Most, <laughs> so, some, some of my paycheck this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So that is the end of my uh, political facts. Now on to Bruce. Well, thank you, Jake. Um, and as always, those links are in the description below. Highly encourage you check those out and uh, leave a comment below about uh, you know letting us know how cool of a job Jake did and the rest of our research team pulling all that information up. Um, but yeah, next up, we want to move into what we, if you're new to the show, I, I probably have to give a little bit of context. We call this the theological wrap-up. Um, and uh, this is, as you might have guessed, a wrap-up theologically of what we just kind of discussed. Uh, that's the, the, the intention is to take what we've discussed and get into a little bit more theology. Because when we first started out with this show, doing a lot of this stuff, it was primarily um, theology and current events mixed in. But at that time, we were doing an hour and a half show. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was a lot easier to mix those two and not really uh, get not squishy, not compromise. Those aren't the words I'm looking for, but that's the essence of what I'm looking for. We would we wouldn't have to water anything down because we didn't have a huge time constraint, so we can just say it all. So 
now we can we can say there's current events slightly with a biblical perspective. Now we can get some like for the last 10 minutes of the current events episode is just straight up theology wrapping up mm-hmm. what we just discussed. There we go. Had a minute. So I just wasted that. <clears throat> so um, today, <laughs> today, my theological planning. Yeah, thank you. My <laughs> theological wrap up is uh, I've titled it the gospel as a strategy. And I have three sections, three sections in my outline um, for this wrap up. This is the first section. First section, I want to ask the question, why strategize? Kind of get ahead of the ball. Um, if you and the audience are discussing things with evangelical Christians in your squishy evangelifish church, which if you're still going to that, like, look for a better church. But I understand if you can't get out of it yet, that's okay. If you're stuck in one and you start talking about strategy with fellow believers in Christ, you might get asked, why? Why strategize? Why should we mm-hmm. even try to strategize? Well, what's the use? Here's my answer. Strategy strategy is a thoroughly biblical idea. Strategy is a thoroughly biblical idea. It's mentioned and used all throughout scripture, and we're even given a formidable amount of counsel on the subject. Throughout God's uh, process of giving, giving Israel the promised land, strategy was used, and strategically, Nehemiah rebuilt in the ruins of God's judgment. Matthew 10, 16 says, Behold, I am sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. So... Be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Again, that's Matthew 10, 16. The disciples were commanded to be wise and strategic in their warning of the Gentiles. Hopefully that's obvious and you know the context of that verse pretty well. Additionally, though, when Christ told us to disciple the nations, we should immediately realize that this goal of making all nations his disciples is not something that will be accomplished overnight. It will take strategy. Discipling the nations will take strategy. And hopefully, given everything we've discussed over the last two years, that's abundantly obvious to you. The earth-shattering event that makes this mission mission even possible was done strategically. Mm. Think about that mm-hmm. for a second. What makes this mission that Christ gave us even possible, right? Because we're supposed to therefore go. We're not just going supposed to therefore go. Um, I was just at a joint um, service of Christ Church and, and King's Cross in the park in downtown Moscow, Idaho, a week ago. And Doug Wilson's service was all about, he titled it All of Christ for All of Life. And it was all about therefore going, what it means to therefore go, why therefore go is different than just go. If you get a chance, look into that, because it's really important. But the process that makes us able to therefore go, the event that shattered the world was done strategically. Christ strategized in his victory over the devil on the cross. He allowed his enemies to fall into their own traps, Psalm 141, verse 10. In the ultimate turning of tables, his great strategy turned what they believed to be their greatest victory into their greatest defeat. And Nefarious has that uh, great line in it, right? (laughs) The cross was our greatest uh, mistake. Mm -hmm. This was no accident. What Christ did on the cross was no accident. It was strategic. That was and forever will be for the rest of history, for the rest of time itself. That will be the greatest strategical maneuver in the history of warfare. 
Christ strategized and crushed his enemy, the devil. As we go, therefore, bearing the name of Christ, discipling the nations and teaching them to obey his word, we are told to imitate him. Tons of verses for that. 1 Corinthians 11, 1, Ephesians 5, 1, 1 Peter 2, 21, and so many others. Having strategical minds is part of this imitation. So we're told to imitate Christ. Christ was strategical in the best and the best way known to man, the best way that will ever exist. He had the best strategy ever. And we're supposed to imitate him in our strategy. We're supposed to have strategical minds. Our God is a God of strategy. But then comes a little bit of eh, darkness here. Uh, the enemy is also strategic. Our God is a God of strategy, but so is the enemy. The enemy used to get away with much less subtlety. He could puppet entire countries, uh, having them murder their own children en masse, um, devolve into despicable evils, and even make these countries go to war with each other. And he could do all of this without elaborate schemes or, quote, long marches through institutions. That should be familiar language to you. If it's not, look up, look up these words, the long march through the institutions, the long march through the institutions. If you haven't heard of this before, it's vital that you look into this. But I digress. But since Christ bound Satan, the accuser is now forced to work out his hatred towards God in far less obvious ways. He's been refining his craft over the last two millennia. And now he strategically goes after everything he can find that God created or that bears the mark of our king. But in this twisted turn of events, he gets us to tear it apart ourselves. Did you catch that? Satan's bound. He doesn't have the influence he used to have. So what does he do? He gets us to do it for him. The Bible commands parents to train their own children, not external institutions, and especially not the civil government. Parents are supposed to be the ones enculturating their children in the rich wisdom of the word. This should be obvious to us as Christians. And yet, Satan has deceived even Christians into sending their children away to be trained by the wicked. Satan knows that once you get the children, you've taken away the arrows from the followers of God. Once you've corrupted the children, the next generation, you've corrupted the future. That's a, this, is not, uh, this is something that's well known in the secular realm. Unfortunately, not the Christian realm, which should shock us beyond any type of other shock. The accuser has learned to play the long game. And he's been playing this particular strategy in the U.S. for almost two centuries now. Let's talk about another phase of this wicked but insanely intelligent strategy, the rise of feminism. In a two-pronged attack on the family, the serpent went after children and the patriarchy. He introduced ways of removing children from the home, stealing away a large portion of women's marvelous work, while also introducing the cultural poison of Feminism. Feminism is the lie that the patriarchy or father rule is somehow oppressive and even abusive to women. Its founders and true proponents created and sustain it to end the nuclear or biblical family and replace it with a twisted version that inevitably leads to not only the not only huge levels of depression, suicide, uh, divorce, it leads to all that, but also 
It's the destruction of everyone involved, including the society that engages in this. Feminism is the epitome of leaning on your own understanding. I could go on, but I think we all know full well that the devil is strategic and knows enough about patience to get the job done. The important takeaway from all of this is that we should, uh, that we not only should be strategic if we're really imitating Christ, but that we must be strategic if we're to do battle against the enemy. I'll repeat that last line. The important takeaway from all of this is that we not only should be strategic if we're imitating Christ, but that we must be strategic if we're to do battle against the enemy. Okay, my final section on this, slow progress over time. Slow progress over time. As we've established, we're all in a battle. Those who bear the name of Christ and those who don't. No image bearer of God gets to peace out and walk off the battlefield. It's not an option for any of us. The battle is literally how you live your life, how and what you worship, and how you work from 9 to 5, Monday through Friday. It's every second of your life. That's the battle. That's the battleground here. You don't get to just, oh, I'm at work now. The cultural war isn't here. It's somewhere else. Mm. No, it's, it's right there. It's your job. It's your life. It's what you do every second. This battle will not be won in a day. 2,000 years ago, Christ was coronated as king of the earth. God began shaking the world, Hebrews 12, 18 through 19, and the great enemies to footstool operation began. Psalm 110, verse 1, 1 Corinthians 15, 25. But that was 2,000 years ago, right? How are we still here? What, what the heck is going on? That was, that was 2,000 years ago. We're not here because Satan somehow surprised God somewhere along the way causing him to change up his plans and drag out the operation longer than he intended. That didn't happen. If we know our Bibles well, we'll remember that we've been told all along that this would take time. Ezekiel 47, Matthew 13, 31 through 32, and so many others. Given this, our methods of devising and executing strategies should not be focused on the short term. Okay? I.e., for example... If we don't get this specific candidate elected, all is lost. The world's going to end. Like, no, sorry. That's not how God works. That's not our strategy. Or, or get this, uh, we need to vote for the lesser of two evils. Because if we don't, we'll lose the election and the country itself. Mm, nope. No, that's, uh, that's not how God works either. <laughs> uh, the, the future is not secured by elections. A future is not secured by winning, getting points in that way. It's not how we win this. God's kingdom is so much greater than that. So much greater than that. Rather than throwing literally all our efforts at the civil government, why don't we try considering the rest of the kingdom too? Why don't we work as though the blood of Christ bought the whole world, not just the political sphere? We are bearers of the name of Christ for crying out loud. It's time we acted like it. Colossians 3.17 says, And whatever you do, whatever you do, in deed, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. That's everything. It's every area of life. There's nothing outside of his dominion. So I hope this was informative. I hope it gave you, you some things to think about. Um, and if you found this episode interesting, 
uh, you liked it and you want to share it with people, we would so very much appreciate that. Any final thoughts, Jake? 10 second thoughts before we wrap up? Any uh, things you want to comment on or just bring up real quick? I thought I, thought I would end with this. Just to reiterate your point, just to continue on what how you started, uh, and I was thinking you might end with this, but Do because it. you didn't, I I end will, the way I will end I was with this. But, to end. but I don't want people to think that this is this is me. Think think as if Bruce is saying this. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I will end with sing praises to our King. Sing praises for God mm. is the King of all the earth. Sing praises with a psalm. Amen, and amen. Wonderful. That's great. Thanks, Jake. Yeah, you're right. I totally should have ended with that. I, I don't know what I was thinking. Great. <laughs> well, thank you all so, so much for watching or listening to us today. TRDshow.net. TRDshow.net. That's our show website. Please check it out. You can watch all of our episodes there for free. Send us an email, trdshow at protonmail.com. We're looking forward to seeing you on Wednesday, where we read the next four. Yes, four chapters in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. So stay tuned for that. Uh, and uh, then Friday, hopefully, we're looking to secure a very special guest for Friday, um, someone who goes to my church and is involved in Christian sports on a very interesting level. So you'll want to stay tuned for that on Friday. We're going to be adding to our Building a Christian Culture series. Uh, so that's going to be really, really exciting. Thank you all again so, so much for watching and listening. And we will see you on Wednesday. And remember, everyone, in all that you do, do it as unto the Lord. <laughs> <laughs>